Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me. Mm-hmm. Is it Mr. I didn't know I was co-hosting with Mr. Magoo. My Zoom just popped up and said playing music, question mark. Uh, Becca Stockner. <laughs> Your voice is music to its ears. And it's me, Hunter Martin. Um, Becca, are you more of a Starbucks gal or a Dunkin' Donuts? Um, ooh. I like both in terms of the pumpkin coffees. Uh, I live closer to a Dunkin' now than a Starbucks, so I've been getting a lot of nutty pumpkins this year. Like, America runs on Dunkin'. Have you tried the nutty pumpkin? I'm not really into, like, seasonal-type flavors. Or I... I don't love a pumpkin spice latte, but, like, anything pumpkin ice, like pumpkin cream cold brews or like pumpkin iced coffees i eat that shit up drink say it up i guess rather say something for the rest of us damn it <laughs> you what's just your favorite you like it. what's your favorite non-holiday flavor usually just like vanilla oh i like vanilla. i'm currently i had um an iced coffee today it's funny this is probably the first year of my life where i have like consumed so much amount of coffee. I've never been a coffee drinker. I never. Okay, I'll take that back. No, I won't. I'm gonna stand stand by my statement. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but this has been the year where I probably drank the most I've ever had coffee wise. Even when you worked at Starbucks, I remember one time you coming over to my apartment <laughs> and we were gonna like make content and record. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Starbucks in the morning. Do you want anything?" And the order you gave me was basically a milkshake. Oh yeah. <laughs> Growing up, like, it'd be 8 in the morning, we'd be on road trips, and of course, you would stop at Starbucks, and people would get, you know, coffee, something, something, and I'd be like, can I get the strawberry frap? It'd be like 8 in the morning. Or, like, the coffee frap, or the, I remember when um, the chocolate chip frap came out. Mm. Okay, a coffee but. frap does hit. Especially when you order it it from McDonald's and you say frappe. Frappe, a McFrap. <laughs> My favorite type of coffee is McCafe. Just kidding. Um, but enough about coffee. You know, some people have coffee to get their day started. We have some Disney 411 to get this podcast started. Ooh, it's going to give me a so, jolt. <laughs> so let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. First story. We may have reported on this a while ago when it was just a thought in the... Um, in in the in the sphere but this is like confirmation this is coming out whether we like it or not vanessa hudgens is going on a spiritual supernatural journey and wants to take viewers with her um vanessa hudgens teamed up to produce an unscripted film called dead hot season of the witch um the project documents hudgens journey in salem massachusetts along with her best friend as they set out to learn about witchcraft ghost hunting and connecting with the spirit world why are all the disney Um, girls doing paranormal documentaries i don't know the film is described as an intimate journey into the supernatural realm that serves as a coming-of-age story that explores identity feminine power and sisterhood it also says both Hudgens and her friend are self-taught students of witchcraft. So, 
thoughts, concerns? <laughs> Many. <laughs> Many, <laughs> yes. Um, this feels like low rent unidentified, and that's saying something as low rent as unidentified already is. I think it was free housing um, unidentified. <laughs> it wasn't. There was no rent involved. <laughs> unidentified was squatting in someone else's <laughs> yeah. apartment building. Right. Oh, um, Miss Yeah. Hudge, so if she if she is doing this instead of getting her little witchy butt on the set of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. I will have, have qualms. I will have to take. I will have to say a spell or two <laughs> to to make it justified. Will it's you a, watch? I'll be a it's a cup of Malika mysticaing over there. Right. Will you watch? No. Nope. All right. Well, let's move along then. No need to. <laughs> no need to beat a dead horse, right? Um, okay. Our next story is just a little um, music tease from Nick Jonas. Uh, Nick Jonas says the next Jonas Brothers album will take a new direction. Um, he's quoted in saying, we're definitely going in a newer direction. We've been finding the right people to work on a sound that feels age appropriate for where we're at now. Um, he's collaborating with John Bellion. Um, interesting. Yeah. He says he describes the collaboration as cool due to the fact that he's under the same path as them. And Nick Jonas also just opened a restaurant. Um, so if you're in the area where Nick Jonas has your restaurant, go and check it out. Speaking of Nick Jonas, I guess I should have said this in pre-pod chat, but I rewatched the first episode of Scream Queens today. Ooh, how was it? It's very weird when you remember that it was like as long ago as it was. Yeah. It was it was 2015. Like five years. Yeah. Five years ago. More than Six, five seven. years ago. Yeah. But it's, it, it's still, some of it still holds up. That's yeah. a, it's a really good script. Yeah, I mean, it's a Ryan Murphy show. So every time you look back at it, you're like, yeah, Whoa. the scene where Ariana Grande on uh, Ariana Grande dies. dies is like so good. Yeah, uh, um, that sounds interesting. Now, you had a reaction when I mentioned who they're collaborating with. I do not know that person. Yes, tell you, me yes, about you this do. Person. I do. Yeah, the, then do tell you remember me. the song that was like low, 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 low. Really, that's, that's him. Yeah, I got <sighs> really into that. Um, album that year. I haven't really listened to anything he's done since then, but that first album. Ooh, well, not his, it's not his first album, but his biggest album, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, so that sounds um, good. I really enjoyed the Jonas Brothers album that came out a couple years ago. So I'm glad they're getting back into it because I think they are the prime example of stronger together than they are apart. You know what I really love is Leave Before You Love Me, the marshmallow Oh, yeah. That sounds I know. good. I'm wondering if it'll be in that kind of direction, but that kind of sounds like their last album. It does. I don't know. It's just, it's always interesting. It's all be, Disney covers. Like, it, it'll just be, it's just always interesting when an artist, excuse me, an artist goes, we're taking our music in a new direction. I'm like, what does that mean? Like a new genre? But I don't see the Jones Brothers doing anything other than what they do. Yeah. Like, of course, they started out with like pop punk and then pop rock, I would say. And now they're mostly I don't know. pop. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But. I'll I'll be tuning in. I like their new stuff yeah. that they keep coming out with. All right, our final story. Speaking of Scream Queens mm-hmm. and new stuff. So Jamie Lee Curtis's dream for a Freaky Friday revival with Lindsay Lohan is nowhere near fun sucker status. Um, while promoting Halloween Ends, Curtis told an audience on the film's Mexico City press tour that she's game for revisiting a lighthearted continuation of the 2003 family comedy. 
quoted in saying, Lindsay Lohan and I are friends. Lindsay and I text. She texted me the other day. She's in Ireland making um, a film. Um, and af after a fan asked her if she was open to exploring the film's story further, she later added, duh. Anyway, Freaky Friday remake? Absolutely. And so then Jamie Lee Curtis posted a picture of her and Lindsay Lohan from the movie, basically reposted the article on her Instagram and tagged Lindsay Lohan in it and said, are you in? And then Lindsay Lohan posted on her Instagram story what Jamie Lee Curtis posted and tagged Disney, Disney Plus, and Jamie With Lee Curtis. With also a pink and green split background, it's worth adding. Which is the colors of Freaky Friday poster. And this story um, picked up traction, like, quick like it started as just kind of a clipping from an interview and then it became its own entertainment weekly story yeah if this happens um i'll have to dig your grave you have to dig my grave and i will <laughs> gladly go in it because i will not be able to continue i i've mentioned before that freaky friday has a special place in my dna when we finally talk about it um i'll get really into it um but this needs to be happen come on if disney plus do it it will write i will i will forget you let the lizzie mcguire reboot um slip through your fingers i will forgive you i will right the wrongs we will start on a clean slate and that's about the you only will do way no wrong. you will do no wrong in my eyes after this they have to get mark come on. back they can get chad michael murray they can get the whole cast Dias? so it would be like a, it would be like a <laughs> It would be like a, the plot would be a thirty-something switching bodies with a sixty-something, which could also be interesting. And they could be both going through their midlife crisis, kind of in a different way. Yeah. Wait, what if in the sequel? There's maybe two like out there, but in the sequel, Lindsay Lohan's having her first kid, and the mom and Jamie Lee Curtis switch bodies, and now is in a pregnant body. <gasps> that'd be that'd be weird. Oh yeah. There's lots of fun possibilities. Ooh. I would love it. I oh hope my gosh, this doesn't I would love die. It so I hope that this maybe picks up a little traction. And they, I don't see what, how, I honestly don't think Disney would ever do a Freaky Friday 2. Um, unless it's like. They could give us like a sitting on the couch reunion special though. Yeah, but that would just be for me. <laughs> I'd watch. Um, maybe, maybe this will give them an idea to give Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis another, another project to do together i would also about take that being a mother and daughter but they're like doing something else i would take that yeah they could call so, it spooky saturday spooky saturday or terrifying thursday what's another one manic monday hey it's right there for you um so those are the proper disney 411 stories but before we wrap up this segment it's time for <gasps> raven's home, home rehash, rehash. <laughs> let me tell you something Oh, boy. All right. So this episode could technically be said it's, you know, part of the Xenon canon if you really wanted to get into it. Um, so the A plot of this episode is that Ivy's mom is running for governor? Governor, count, like mayor, She's running city for council, some kind of like government that. in the city position. And the news is doing a story on Ivy to help run her campaign. But Booker has a vision of Ivy's mom saying she's not popular with the voters because she's not likable. So Booker and Neil are trying to help Ivy appear more like cool Which and likable on camera. She is very unlikable, that is correct, but apparently the voters think she's fine. Um, and then the B plot is that Raven is designing a wedding dress for this famous astronaut who Alice is obsessed with, and then the astronaut 
is talking to Raven about her marriage to Devon, which we get a little bit of insight on Raven's divorce. Um, And then that in turn leads the astronaut to decide not to get married and call off her wedding. So Raven runs to the space station to try to convince her to still wear her dress and ends up um, going to space. (laughs) Going to space. Um, Pigs in space. That's what I thought. Ray in space. I cannot Um, believe if you had told me at the beginning of Raven's home that Raven Baxter would be in space, even at the beginning of this season that we would see Raven Baxter in space. Just the fact that I, again, I know it's a kid's show, so blah, 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 blah. But I doubt it took just a half a day to go to space and then turn around and come back down. I like, mean, Raven would be trapped up there for, like, weeks, I right? Know, yeah. At least a couple days. Just, like, the way to get back down, unless they were, like, just in midair. I mean... But they weren't, because they were they were floating. The Ray is ravening in this episode, so... The Ray... <laughs> The I'll Ray is spacing. I need the screenshot of her floating in the anti-grav, like coming up over the earth, making that face that she was making. They did her dirty with that. Um, I don't know. Raven and Alice Raven is... have an exchange at the beginning of this episode where Alice is like using a bunch of science jargon. And Raven says, do you say stuff like this to make people feel dumb? And Alice says, <laughs> why? Is it working? And Raven goes, yeah. <laughs> Me. I did like the little backstory of Raven and Devon. Yeah, I liked oh. getting some more insight into the lore. Their marriage. Um, I hated the A plot though. Hated it. I hated it. Well, I felt like it lasted for like five minutes. As in, like the conflict lasted for five it minutes. It did because well, it ends up happening. They Ivy's mom is a podiatrist, so they have a dog, and the dog's name is Bunyan. And it turns out that Bunyan is the one that the voters don't like, and then Bunyan. Yeah. A, a what's supposed to be a dog, but is very clearly just like a stuffed toy with its mouth cut open, bites Neil on the ass to close out the episode. Yeah, so we got <laughs> uh, someone in space and then a dog biting someone's butt. We also have a slow motion rack of cupcakes falling on Ivy's mom. It's a very Disney oh, yeah. Channel yeah. slow motion moment. Alice says, oh, snap, when the rocket takes off and Raven goes to space. Oh, also she when wishes. Raven is floating around in the um, in the anti-grav, they're like, Raven, are you okay? And she's like, I'm kind of regretting that third gordita, but I'm okay. <laughs> you can definitely tell where the wires were. And then the ending is just like Raven reconciles their marriage. They agree to get married. She officiates the wedding and then is like, someone yeah. else is going to have to do this because <laughs> this is only legal in space. Yeah. They get back to Earth. Everyone's fine except Raven, who is crawling and screaming. Well... Duh. And then, like, a security guard, after all Raven did, chases her out. And that's, like, right. the end of the episode. So it was very... I'm surprised there was no Xenon nod. I know. I feel like that, like, even her saying, like, Zetus Lapidus, that'd be fun. <laughs> like, when she realized she's going to space. That would have been amazing. Or, like, a major, something major. I got... I, like... she, she could either say, like, zoom, zoom, zoom. That'd be great. Right. Or, like, she turns on like, the radio like she, and she, it's playing, and she's she like... She could be like, Raven, what happened? She goes, I don't know. I was sitting there, and the next t- next thing I know, the rocket's going zoom, zoom, zoom up in space. That'd be fun. And my heart was going boom, boom, boom. <gasps> Bruh, come on. And we need to freaking write this I show. I just, like... We, I got more joy and, like, a few smiles out of this episode, I think, over the last one. But it's still, like... I don't know. Next episode pot- is Chelsea. Next episode is Chelsea. It better be the egg storyline. Come on, don't bring back Annalise Vanderpool and 
Put her to the sidelines. I know. Use her in the plot. You Use bet. her in the plot. You better shake it off, same, as they say. Same with Tanya. Same with Tanya when we get to it. Um, and a little commercial report for you. They, oh. There was a scene in this episode of Ivy Beatboxing, and it got edited into a Fridays on Disney Channel ad where they were advertising oh, no. that Raven's Home and their two villain shows air on Fridays. <gasps> a far cry from the Fridays ads of our youth. Um, and there was also a Disney Cruise Line, Disney 365. I want to go on a Disney cruise. That'd be fun. Some of the TikToks I've seen of the dining experiences have me thinking. That it's bad? No, that I would like, I would totally do it. Oh, that's good news. Well, speaking of news, that's the end of our Disney World one of this episode. Yes. Hope everyone learned something new today. That is the official end of the Disney World one. And a boo! Did I scare you? <laughs> I hope I did yes. because we are back. With it's possible. The months of month of frights all through the month of October. We are covering iconic Disney Channel Halloween content, and we're this week we're dressing up as basic average girls, and we're back to talk about Kim Possible for the second time on this podcast. It was only twice we've done this. Yep, the wow. only other episode we've covered was the very first one. Ooh. Well, yes, just like Becca said, we're covering for the second time Kim Possible, but specifically the episode called October 31st aired October 11th, 2002. It didn't air so, on October 31st? It didn't. It Missed didn't. But in in the context of the episode, it is October 31st. So what do you think of the app? Just uh, first initial thoughts. It's fun. This is a this is the first Kim Possible episode I've watched that has Duff Killigan at the forefront as a villain. Oh yeah, I liked him a lot. I mean, we've already said Kim Possible has the best villains. Oh yeah, and this is a this is episode um, fourteen of uh, season one. So this is very early on in the show's canon. Yeah. So it was um, nice to introduce a villain. Yeah, Kim Possible. Is a, this episode was like fun in writing um the parents and kim's family had a big part in the episode yeah which usually they're just kind of a one and done you got to really like kind of experience all the dynamics of the different relationship in kim's life with her Mm. best friends with her family with her crush with her yeah yeah enemies (laughs) yeah you get a lot of um kim regular basic average girl kim um a good like when like those two worlds collide because i feel like it's usually like separate maybe yeah unless like it's an invention that affects kim i mean i guess i don't know i'll have to watch more episodes to see how well they um collide but you know who voices monique kim's friend raven raven is in this episode giving um her best monique um and i uh, a friend to kim but not as good as a friend as ron stoppable ron stoppable is her bff but so we opened the show with Draken and Shigo. Um, they're attempting to take back the Centurion project, um, mm-hmm. which is just a small metallic bracelet. Um, it's Duff Killigan and Shigo and Draken. Draken is trying to um, buy the Centurion project. Yeah. Right? From, from uh, Killigan. Duff Killigan. Which, if you're not familiar with the name, because I let the name slip by me all the time, Duff Killigan is the kilt-wearing Scottish golfer villain. 
who shoots exploding golf balls as his uh, calling card. Yeah. (laughs) And in the middle of the barter, who shows up? But Kim Possible runs Stoppable and Rufus. Like always. And um, Duff Killigan is like, because she go and Draken, of course, immediately like, Kim Possible! Yeah. As they are. My Dr. Draken impression is back, everyone. That was, oh, that was actually really good. (laughs) That was a warm up. It was a warm-up. Can't wait to... But there, can't wait to like, the vocals are pure. do you know her? And she goes like, know her? Hate her! Oh, yeah, because this is their first time. The villains, it's not about you. Kim has other fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Kill again. That, that is fun. So... That the villains get to kind of team up. They start fighting over... Shigo and Kim. Yes. What happened? Something like... Oh, Ron is like, she doesn't need any more introduction, so he doesn't add on to it. And then Ron is yeah. standing back watching the fight being like, I don't think I have anything to add on to this either. <laughs> yeah, the fight was really just Kim and Shigo, obviously. It's just obviously. Kim and Shigo going at it, and then something blows up. It's the golf ball. The go- Yeah, so there's an exploding golf ball that knocks something over, and it's about to fall down on top of Kim and Shigo, and they grab each other so, in such a way. Kim and Shigo? Yeah. Don't Google Kim and Shigo because you'll like get the weirdest stuff. I, I'm telling you I'm now. I'm sure. Don't do it. This yeah. is a warning to everyone listening. Do not just Google Kim and Shigo. Well, you will get the weirdest things on Google. I'm the sure. The evidence is a little there. It's a little spicy. That's all. I'm I know. Say. Um, but the Sh- Centurion Project f- falls on Kim's wrist. Yeah, and it locks on. Yeah, it kind of looks like one of those like slap bracelets <laughs> yeah, that when you it slap it on your wrist, it, it like um binds it to it yeah um so. so kim ron and rufus escape like always the project and draken and Shigo decide to go after kim and then the killigan decides well, to first, go after him separately well at first they're they didn't know the centurion project was just a little bracelet yeah. it's supposed to be like this um armor mm-hmm. um that's what they're told and then they get it and so they so then the two villains kind of get mad at each other um but then, of course, it gets on Kim, and Kim doesn't even notice. How you don't notice uh, metal bracelets on you? No, she does, because she's like, this, I guess this is coming with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it yeah. locks onto right, her, and then right. they run out. Because she calls, she, um, once we get back into the real world, well, I guess it's all the real world, but the basic <laughs> yeah. average world. The basic, yeah. We'll call it Kim, the save <laughs> the world, the save the world, and then basic average world. So she's on her communicator with Wade and asking about, like, for him to contact the top secret lab and find out either how she can get this off or what she needs to do with it. And he's like, they've all gone home for the weekend. So you're stuck with this at least. So we, so we know, Oh, there's nothing better than a Halloween on Friday or Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And so, Oh, also, so Monique calls. Yeah. Kim during all this. And she has a party. Monique is throwing a party. The day of the day. of. I hope people show. Like, yeah. the amount of stress I get with asking people to hang out, like, in advance, mm-hmm. asking people to hang out the day of, let alone a party? Well, it sounded, the way she was talking about the party, like, maybe it was a party she had been wanting to have for a while, and this was the only yeah, time but she was able to have it. She said, I got the party green light, which means, I guess her parents allowed her to throw this party, mm-hmm. but she's literally calling Kim the day of. Yeah. So... Her parents were probably She's, like, what if she asked her parents like a week ago? And she was like, guys, have you made a decision? And they were like, we're still thinking about it. Ooh, I, my parents do that to me sometimes, not parties. But asking them, they're like, we're still thinking. I'm like, 
I'm so stressed. Let me know. Um, but while this is like so, a lot of a big conflict in this episode is Kim basically agrees to do all these things, but well, she doesn't agree. Yeah. So she finds out that Monique's party is obviously the day of, which is Halloween, and she's like, "Oh, if it were any other day, I would be able to go," because apparently. Every Halloween since they were friends, Ron and Kim have gone trick-or-treating together. And Ron, yeah. much like um, Blizzard's little brother in the last episode, is very adamant about his trick-or-treating. Yes. Little Disney but... boys and their trick-or-treating maps. Yes, but the whole conflict is like Kim doesn't think they're too old for trick-or-treating. Kim kind of does. Ron... That's exactly why she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, and Ron does not. And he's there with... Monique and they're having this conversation and Monique is just like girl <laughs> yeah well Monique's Monique's a great friend she's like that's okay you guys go trick-or-treating and just come to the party after yeah um, but then of course Ron is you... like it doesn't work that way <laughs> we have to hit up this neighbor like what does he say yeah, yeah Northton, it's like a classic Southton, like Easton yeah because they they live in Middleton so they have to go to Upperton and Lowerton yeah that's what it um, is you I think you've said this before you were a little late in life trick-or-treater still right yeah the last time i went i think i was um like 16 or 17 so the same age (laughs) did you get okay did you get any weird looks when people opened the door no it was me and my friend i dressed up like captain america we didn't go out for that long i don't well well i'm just asking because I don't know, because that's the whole plot of this well, episode. I think like... it's less weird if, because in this episode, Ron is traveling around with like a pack of small children. <laughs> so it's less weird if two 17-year-olds show up by themselves versus when it's one 17-year-old and like a bunch of six-year-olds. That's concerning. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And like Ron was, we'll get to it, but he was like one part of a costume. So he looked yeah. really odd. I was just um, like, no, but Kim really can't just, go to I'm this sure. party because she's that committed to Ron. Yeah. And Kim, like, I got a laugh out of this. Kim is like, don't you think we're a little bit too old? Last year, some kid called me ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like, the Ooh, kids you are never forget Ron, the first like, time. Mr. and Sir. You know, yeah, you never forget the first time someone goes, Sir or Mr. or Mr. I know, you're, like, you're like, excuse. You go, Oh, I'm old. Right. Um, but we get a, l- a little flashback to when Kim and Ron first did their first trick or treating. And Kim was a cow. Well, first you hear, oh, yeah. The cowboy. How can I forget? The, the cowboy and the ballerina. And then it cuts to that Kim was the cowboy and Ron was the ballerina, which is so funny to me. It is funny. Breaking those gender norms. Um, <laughs> so Ron wants Kim, he and Kim to be. Wait. Maybe. No, they want they want to be a horse. Yeah, yes. So Ron wants him and Kim to be a horse, and he wants Kim to be the top half and him to be the bottom half. And I think at yeah. one point there is a zoom in on Kim's face holding the costume with a horse neigh sound effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's Because she goes, this is when we get later in the episode, but she's like, don't look at me like that. Um, oh, so the, the dead-eyed horse corpse that she's holding? Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that Kim has kind of... Two things that's on Kim's plate. Um going to she wants to go to monique's Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to go trick-or-treating but feels like she has to so when she's talking to the family because you know her dad's a rocket scientist and her mom's a brain surgeon so they're trying to figure out how to get off this um metal bracelet yeah um and so the dad's like well i don't know 
Um, I, I deal with rockets, and so he doesn't know how to take it off. So Kim's twin brothers suggest that since the mom is a surgeon, let's just cut off Kim's arm or hand and sew back on. I always forget that this is so unlike other Disney Channel shows and that her family is fully aware of her goings on. Okay, so this is... I'm glad we brought this up before when we talked about the show that Kim's like a superhero, super spy, whatever, but has a very an open identity doesn't keep her right. life secret. Because it's which this is a prime example of why you need to have a secret identity. It's scary. This whole episode. It's scary for Because she's putting because... everyone in her she's putting everyone in her life in danger. Yes, like that. And that's proven in this episode because at one point when Draken and Shigo and Duff Kelligan are looking for her, they show up somewhere and they're like, I've seen every possible but Kim. So they know who her whole family is. They know where they live. Yeah, she like it's no secret that when Kim um, fights crime. She's like, uh, well, you think this is hard? Try cheering at Middleton High's um, so-and-so. Where I will You're be like, well, at 7 o'clock this Friday night. <laughs> first first period English, if you want to catch me Monday morning. Here's a printout of my high school schedule. Like, like she Kim might as well be. Like, yes, we like one of the rare Disney shows where there's no secret. But if this was any world where they weren't playing by Disney rules, Draken could just blow up her house in the middle of the night and never hear from her again because she does Literally, not have like, to do anything Later on in the secret. episode, Shigo basically thought she murdered Kim was like, ha ha, with her parents watching. Right! <laughs> so there needs to be a separation. But, um, but at the hospital the tonight, mom com- Oh yeah, the mom is, comes in. There is a, um, it's like they have the hospital annual Halloween. haunted house or something yeah and it's which is weird mama jean smart jean smart we said who... we had to bring up jean smart i salivate well jean smart well when so jean smart voices the mom mm-hmm. if you don't know who jean smart is um she's a star currently the star of hacks emmy award-winning um Emmy award-winning star of Hacks, featuring friend to the pod. Rosa Do. Um, and former guest. Rosa Do. Hey, Rosa, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so we just think it's fun. Because when we when we first did the Kim Possible episode, I said, you know, Gene Smart is the voice of um, Kim's mom. You're like, wait, what? So Yeah, I was, I was gooped. Uh, she's also Emmy award-winning actress of Watchmen. Her performance in that miniseries mm-hmm. is incredible. If you're looking yeah, to so... imbibe some more Gene Smart. Go watch some Gene Smart. Um, Gene Smart. Gene Smart content, including this, including the Kim Possible Halloween episode. You'll still get that fixed. So I think Kim tells her mom that she can't go help her with the haunted house because she's going trick-or-treating with Ron. Yeah, she committed to going to trick-or-treating with Ron. But something is happening. And every time... Well... Well, we don't know what's happening yet. But the the armband is kind of like growing on Kim's arm yeah. and it gets to a point where it like covers her whole forearm and then it kind of covers her hand. So her hand is like kind of Robocop. Yeah. And she doesn't yeah, know so... what's going on and neither does Wayne because they can't get a hold of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> the one time. Um, so Monique calls Kim again and it's like, guess who's going to be at my party? Josh Mankey. Josh Mankey. Kim is still down bad for because it's right. season one. So now Kim's like, well, I have to go to this party. So basically she tells Ron that she's going to the hospital function. She tells her parents that she's going trick-or-treating with Ron so she can go to Monique's party. And basically while, so like Ron calls Kim and Kim's like, oh, I can't go trick-or-treating because I'm going to the Halloween hospital thing. 
the armband begins to grow. Then the mom comes up and goes, I heard you're coming with us. She goes, oh, no, that was me telling Ron I can't go with you guys because I need to go trick-or-treating. Mom's like, oh, well, sorry. I thought I I misheard. Yeah. Then the thing goes up to her shoulder, right? I think so, yeah. It just kind of keeps going. And then, like, that's when Ron comes over with the horse costume because he's like, I saw your family leave, so you didn't go with them? You're going with me? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm just going late. I got to get yeah. something. And, but, so, but Ron's like, well, take the other half of the horse if you change your mind. So she yeah. takes the horse costume and is staring at its raggedy, empty eyes. And is just like, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Um, Wayne. But Kim finally. Or it's, is it, Wade. it's Wade. I don't know. I, I, I think I've called him Wayne already. And I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize publicly for calling yeah. him Wayne. <laughs> um, Wade. Wade I wrote Wayne in my notes. Wade is doing his Halloween online. Little, little COVID <laughs> conscious. Like, if that was not like Halloween 2020. Right. COVID conscious king, Wade. COVID conscious king, um, Wade. And I love like, he was in a costume. He's in like a Batman costume at one point when yeah, and picks Kim, up the communicator. And Kim was like, you're leaving your house? And he goes, no. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, Online trick-or-treating sounds kind of sick. <laughs> like somebody calls Wade and they have like a little Zoom call where Wade's like, hey, I sent the candy credits to your inbox and the guy's like all right peace and he leaves <laughs> i know like literally you don't even have to like you don't even turn the porch lights on because you just gotta go to the so computer. i think we check back in with the villains wait but can we talk about like wade's friend is it a friend that dressed up like, as an alien yeah that shows up <laughs> yeah i thought at first i thought it was like an actual alien i did too and then it's like oh hey ronnie <laughs> um, but then uh, that's when that whole conversation after, because Wade finally got a hold, like researched the Centurion Project and basically said, every time you lie, the Centurion yeah. Project like grows. Well, he says even every time you. you're stressed, like Ang- the, stressed. the armor is sensed to react to if the person yes, wearing it is stressed it is. out, it will get bigger to protect them. And Kim's like, why didn't and- it go off when I was fighting with? She go and dragon and Wade's like, well, I mean, it's just more of the same, you know, like math test is harder than crime. Lying to right. everyone in your life is harder than beating right. up Chico. And literally. I literally wrote the Pinocchio of it all when Wade was like, just call you Pinocchio or something. Like you literally that. Disney synergy. Um, um, so, yeah, that's so every time she gets like anxious. She, um, yeah. that's why it grew a little. So we finally go to Monique's party. Well, we, oh, you want to check with the villains? Well, yeah. Cause it cuts to them and they're flying. Yeah. Yeah. Draken and Chigo are in their own little plane. Duff Killigan is in his own little plane and something He's like, like they're listening into something and like, they're some, listening into, yeah, they're listening into Kim's phone conversation. Yeah. So some of Kim's phone call comes through and Duff Killigan roasts her. And it's like, isn't the last a wee bit old for trick-or-treating? <laughs> and th- this the episode is basically the villains roasting Kim Possible, too, because Draken finds out she lied to her parents and is like, <gasps> I know. I guess Disney was like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be so funny if these super villains think that lying to your parents is like the cardinal sin? Yeah, and same with trick-or-treating over the age of 12. Right. Like, um, at one point, Kim's but, on the phone. Yeah. I think Monique, like, calls again or something, and she... The armor is so locked under her arm that she, like, crunches the phone a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but so the villains are listening in to Kim's phone conversations, but their equipment, like, goes, 
like wonky yeah. during different times. And because so Kim has been Drac- lying, yeah. Draken and Shigo are on their way to the hospital haunted house thing where they think yeah. Kim is going to be. Kim's going to be. And I think Duff um, Killigan is either on his way there or is like trying to find her no, to retreating. No, Duff Killigan, no. Duff Killigan hears Kim tell the mom that she's going trick-or-treating. So that's mm. where Dev Killigan went. So she has got uh, all Kim's these going people to the in party. And even right. more people will be in a pickle later on. Um, but Kim goes to the party in a princess dress, but I think, like, both of her arms are fully metal by this point. Which, like, it looks, it's a, it looks like a good costume. It does. Um, and she could easily cover... So she goes to the, um, the party, like, Monique's party, and s- sees Josh Mankey, because his band's performing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why he's there, and he's a he's a pirate. And then he looks down at Kim, and because Kim's dressed as a princess, but she has like robotic arms. Um, he goes like, "What are you?" And she's like, "I'm a princessinator." Which I'm like, and he's basically again, like, "All right." Why do not? Why do people not think of possible outcomes? I don't like, know. I know if I ever have to tell a lie, I think of all the possible things someone could ask me. Well, so I can not think of like even to lie. Excuse. To show up at a no, Halloween but, party, you know for a fact someone is going to say, who are you dressed as? Kim. Yeah. No, <laughs> Kim, like, you, you you, can rust in the rain at this point. That's true. And you're still like, oh, I forgot my hands are I'm, metal. I'm the tin man if he was a girl. If he was a... T- and yeah, wore like, a come crown on. and had big red hair. <laughs> Just like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, did I do it right? She has the um, basic horrible conversation that she usually has with Josh Mankey where he says something bland and she giggles at it. Yeah. It just goes on for a while. Um, and then I think we it keeps, like, growing because she says something else to somebody. Like, she keeps, like, lying to people. Yeah. Like, whether that's because, like, Ron called her and he's, she's like, where are you? We're, we need to start now. And she's like, I'll be there in a minute. And then... So basically, it takes over her entire body. Mm-hmm. Her dress rips in half. Yes. And everyone's like, And later, oh. okay, later, the armor comes off, and she's wearing her, like, normal green tank top and shorts under it. But earlier, Which she was like, in what? the costume. How, how cold is it? Where's Middleton take place? Like, did she have that outfit on under her costume? Because of her dress tore, yes. and that armor came off. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean, oh, you're saying the dress tour. <laughs> you said that she the, would the be dress, nude. That's why the reactions are like, Burr. I mean, um, she is basically metallically nude. This fit is iconic in like the silver suit, the way it wraps around her head with the blasters on her shoulder. Like for a minute, it looks like Ken's going to suffocate. It does. Because the way it like goes over her whole face. But apparently, so like Wade calls her while the whole armor just took her yes, entire body. and the communicator is like, trapped inside shouldn't it be like broken that is a skin tight suit there's no pockets it's metal it's metal so you're saying her cargo pants and tube top are under there you know she's sweating (laughs) you know she's sweating oh my gosh um but draken and shigo are at the haunted house and they're looking around trying to find her which I don't think hospitals need to also have a haunted house attached to them. Yeah. Because there's things going on in the hospital <laughs> that don't need, like, parties going on. Um, I don't know. Draken is like, oh, well, it's Halloween. We have to blend in. Shigo literally just puts on, like, a black superhero eye mask. Queen. Yeah, she looks like the, she looks like the Incredibles. She's queen. Um, She's like, I'm Elastigirl. Mama, Mama Possible. 
is giving out oh. tickets to get into the haunted house. And she's just going like, thank you, enjoy, thank yeah. you. But she keeps saying it too fast, so she's saying it like twice to every single person that comes through. <laughs> I know, she's dressed as a witch, and the dad is dressed as um, a vampire. Mm-hmm. Classic. And then the twins are dressed as zombies, and they used um, the mom's like little um, hospital dummy to scare people, which like looked very lifelike. Like, it looked like a dead corpse. Yeah. Which is the point. They are scaring people. Um, and then we cut to <laughs> Death Killigan because we check in on Ron trick-or-treating. And he is just wearing the bottom of the horse <laughs> with a gaggle of kids. <laughs> and his children. And every time and what is it? they ring the doorbell, he's saying, trick-or-treat, smell, smell my, my feet, feet, give me something good to eat. Give me something good to eat. And this if you little don't... child oh, okay. who is voiced by voice acting icon Tara Strong... If you yes. didn't recognize the voice, which I'm sure you would if you listen to this. Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, mister, can you not do the smell my feet part? It's old hat. Like, it's just like <laughs> which old. Is, okay. Do you do it um, as a kid? Did you do the whole thing? No. Oh, okay. I, I said trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs> Wait, what did you say? A trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like the full song. Do you know it? Yeah, I. it's. It's if you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nasty girl. <laughs> Exposed. You're I'm exposing you for the world. Um, um. And then there's a kind of a moment where she's like talking to him about his costume, and she says, "You're just a horse's." And then they get cut off because of Duff Killigan. <laughs> horse's ass. Horse's ass. Okay, impossible. <laughs> They don't. They're not playing. They're not. They're not playing. playing. They're breaking they, all. They're breaking all the Disney rules. Kim Possible breaking the Disney rules. Well, if they really broke the Disney rules, all the possibles would be slaughtered dead by these villains. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but then Dove Killigan comes in, and then everyone laughs at him because everyone's like, "He's wearing a skirt." Of course. He's like, "It's a kill. It's a kill. I promise." Okay. It's a kill. Guess where they got that joke from? The what? Grinch. <laughs> it's a kill, you sicko. I mean, I, that's just been a joke that's been made in kids' media since the dawn of time. Man in dress, yes, point and laugh. Point and laugh. Hee hee ha. Hee hee ha. And it, that comes back again. The joke of. It does. Man oh, in dress, point and laugh. So Kim so, is at the party being the gawk of all in her. The gawk of all. Well, she has like little like lasers on her shoulders. Yes. She, she it's like, if I was 16. And I had a skin tight suit on. Oh, I would be so Ron uncomfortable. Ron gets um, kidnapped yeah, by Ron Duff gets Killigan kidnapped. and brought to the hospital. hospital. And then everybody is confused because they're like, well, Kim said she'd be here. Kim said she'd be here. And everybody. She's getting exposed. Everybody realized Kim Possible exposed. the web of lies that has been spun. And Because the reason, Wade, the reason Wade calls is because it's on the news, the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that basically the all because Kim does not have a secret life. She's putting everyone in danger. And how many times has this exactly happened? Where, and how many times will it continue to happen? She, like they knew exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. You don't see you don't see Superman. Well, I guess when people he Lois Lane always gets captured, but this is why this is why Miley Stewart and Hannah Montana had very different lives. And they did it right. They but you know right who came first? Time. Kim Possible. If she had learned from Hannah Montana's example. Real, literally. If Kim Possible came out after Hannah Montana, she would have the best <laughs> of both worlds. 
Um, so there, I said it, and I'll say it again. So Kim shows up in the armor, and the armor basically the way she comes down, <laughs> stiff as a board. They're like, "Where's Kim?" They're like, "There she is." Clunk, clunk. The armor basically the tin man. fights by itself and like shoots. Like it's just it's so easy. She barely. She would have been dead, right? She would have been dead. Um. So they kind of has she kind of has another like very dense, very flowy movement charged battle so, with Shigo. So there's a moment where Kim and Shigo are fighting and Shigo like punches Kim. Um granted Kim's in this armor the entire time mm-hmm. so far. Um she goes through like one of the pillars of the hospital and then Shigo like whatever what is her power? Like acid? What is it? What is Shigo's power? Green blob. Flubber. Green it's blob. Flubber. The green Imagine. blob that like tr- is like acid, I guess. Got the other pillar, and then the basically the building falls on Kim, mm-hmm. and her parents are watching this. So she goes literally like, "I just murdered your daughter in front of you, haha." And then of course Kim, because she had the armor, yeah, was fine. But I'm thinking, how old she goes supposed to be? What do you think? In her twenties, thirties? Maybe mid twenties, early thirties. Mid twenties, and Kim's like fifteen. <laughs> 16. I know, but the tension um, is there. You can't deny. I just, I used to think, I said this before, I'm 100% sure. I used to think Kim and uh, Kim and Shigo were like sisters. Because um, I thought they looked alike. I mean, yeah. They're drawn in the same way. I, it wouldn't even surprise me if they kept like the animation model for Kim and just colored it different for yeah. Shigo. Um, but the armor at some point, like, it comes off, right? No, what happened was, well, you find out the armor can do a lot of things. It can shoot lasers, it can fly, it can lift hard, um, heavy things. Like, if the armor gets damaged, it will... Um... It just, like, heals itself, basically. Yeah, so that's why Shigo stops fighting, because she's, like, very freaked out and is going to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so... Not... The, the family isn't like, Kim, are you okay? Like, thank you so much for saving us. Even though they did put them in danger. They're like, she did put them in danger. Lied. <laughs> and that's why the, and all the villains are like, oh, not you getting scolded it's the Disney, in front it's of the Disney me. Channel morality tale. Because the dad right. at one point, like, I think the armor, the armor does end up coming off. Well, that's because the armor ends up coming off because Kim tells the truth. Yeah. So, because she's like not stressed about it anymore. So mm-hmm. the dad at one point, like, Draken is about to go in on Kim, and the dad is like, excuse me, Dr. Draken, and kind of, like, yeets Draken out of the way. And he goes, Kimberly Ann, possible. To lecture You Kim. know it's bad. You know it's bad when the parents use your middle first and last I time. know, and then her brothers are like, yeah, that's not even cool. And it doesn't make sense, because you could have just told people you were going to the party. Like, not y'all weighing in. Shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not your business. Not your, not Right. So, did you ever, when you got in trouble as a kid and they said um, your three names, were you like, oh, crap? No, I was just like. Never happened to you? Uh, here we go. <laughs> more the same. More what? the same. No iPod <laughs> for a week. Phone on the fridge. <laughs> Wait. Phone on the what? On, like, my parents would put my electronics, like, on top of the fridge. Like, in oh, a little thing oh, so I couldn't oh. get to them. But then I got <gasps> tall enough to get them off the fridge, so that was... And you said, well, I got like, I went through a phase where I was just fighting with my parents a lot when I was a kid. So it would be commonplace for my family to be like, phone on the fridge. And it was like, everybody else in my family would make fun of me and look at me and be like, phone on the fridge. <laughs> it was that just was like, a phase. phone on the fridge. It was a phase. 
I'm trying to think. I really, when I was in high school or middle school, I rarely got in trouble. Like, I guess when you're older, besides like doing the teenager things where I didn't really, you know, yeah, I like I was very well behaved. But like, you know, when you'd smart, be a smart mouth to your parents or whatever, it would either be like, give me your phone, no, like no technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like still when I was in middle school, the only technology you had was your phone. Yeah. Um, like it would be like early bedtime or a something. A couple of times I would have to choose one stuffed animal to give away. One? Mm-hmm. Who would always have to be um taken away? It was always a horse. The horse were you was it given back to you? <laughs> no, like to give away, like to give to Goodwill. <gasps> I would no longer oh, own the stuffed animal. Damn. Yeah. It happened once or twice. You're like, I was down to one and then I apparently shaved up my ass. <laughs> Once I lost the first horse, I got clean. <laughs> <laughs> that was one was taken out of a hundred, out of ninety-nine. You couldn't let that happen again. Uh, um, uh, Kim, but anyway, Kim basically so, just yeah. kind of like she gets grounded and she apologizes to everybody because Ron is like bitching and moaning about it, and she hugs Ron and says sorry, and it shuts him right up yeah. because Ron's in love with her even, even now. Even, even now. She's there. Um, but then, of course, of course, she gets her body armor taken off, and she's back to her cargo pants. Yeah, and, and she gets in top. a little bit of a fight with Shigo then. Because she goes like, this I can handle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what are the parents going through seeing their daughter getting to, like, a deathly fight? I don't know, because I feel Shigo. like most parents are going to be like, I'll lay my life on the line to protect my child. But Kim's parents are probably like, oh, we'll just watch. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Basically, of course, the villains get stopped by what I think something falls on them. Yeah, and they all get taken oh, away yeah. to jail. And all three of them, as they're getting taken away to jail, are like, I can't believe Kim Possible lied. It's going to take a long time for her to regain my trust. <laughs> it's always funny. Like you said, it's always funny when the villains have the, have a moral compass. Right. They said, I will, I will try to... Um... Well, clearly they have some kind of moral compass, or like I have said already before, and I'll say it again, Kim and her whole family would be dead. Right. No survivors. Well, because Kim lied, mm-hmm. even though she put the villains in jail or wherever they're going, Kim lied, and so like a teenager, she has to be grounded. Mm-hmm. So the minute the parents said, Kimberly Ann Possible, you're not going anywhere. What, she grounded for like two weeks? A month. A month? A month? She's a super spy, or you're going to ground the super spy? Right. Imagine they what do, if, and the world is like the news is like the world probably. is in shambles. Where's Kim? They're possible? like for some for some reason the rest of the month had really high um, crime rate. Right. <laughs> the jewels kept getting uh, it, disappearing from the bank. Does it only apply to her fun life stuff, or does it not apply to super spy stuff? They don't really say because yeah. Josh Mankey shows up. And is like, right. um, like, dang, that's too bad you're grounded because I was going to ask you to, like, go back to the party with me. But then Ron talks him into going trick-or-treating with him. And Josh Mankey's, like, all lit and excited about it. And they gallop off into the night. Yeah, because Ron gives um, him the top half of the horse. <laughs> and Kim's like, wait, can I go? Or... Maybe next year. Yeah, no, she says maybe I can go with you guys next year. But then they'd ignore her because they're both so excited. So I guess Ron has his Halloween plans on lock for a while. Him and Josh Mankey. I can't believe the parents grounded Kim. It must be from, like, cheerleading and 
after school. I mean, I can believe it, but if my child saved the world every month, it seems like she has a she has a journey every week. I know. Fridays at eight. But sometimes you gotta be punished. <laughs> you have to put the foot down, otherwise Kim's gonna walk all over exactly everyone. Exactly. You know. Um, so that was kind of like the end. I felt like this episode went by so fast. Maybe it's because it was a cartoon. Well, so Kim Possible episodes are also very, very fast-paced because there's a lot of fighting. They are fast-paced. Um, they just move very quickly. So I... Cause, yeah, because like the first five minutes, the first three minutes are like literally Kim and Shigo just going at yeah. it. And the Centurion project, project just falling and you're, and you're already off to the races. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this... I remember, if we're talking about Disney Channel Halloween in general, I remember the live-action shows more than the, um, the cartoon Halloween episodes. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this episode before. Okay. What do you... I know you talked about, like, initial thoughts, mm-hmm. but after we talked through it, did you have, like, some revelations? <laughs> Not or... any revelations. I mean, I just enjoyed it. It's, like, a just a classic episode of Kim Possible. Can... It's a yeah. lot of fun. Kim Possible's a fun they really, show. They really did have the nail in the hammer with the morality tale on this one, though, which is a little bit like, okay, you don't have to make that joke again. Yeah. I will just say I like this one because even though it's so dumb that Kim doesn't have a secret identity, this was, I, from my, I guess Kim's family is more involved in the episode than usual. Yeah. So that's I feel like, like fun to like kind of change it up. A scene of them like eating breakfast together and that's like it. Yeah, and they're like, Kimmy's off to Ireland to get this um, brain machine. Oh, oh. be back by as long supper. As back, literally, it's like, as long as she makes curfew. <laughs> and you're like, she's in freaking Berlin. She will not make curfew. <laughs> she's not going to come back any. She's not going to be home by 8. Right. I promise you, 8.05, maybe. And then the dad's still like um, tapping his foot and being like, hmm. Lady, I don't care if you're in Taiwan. <laughs> Saving the mayor. <laughs> you will be home by supper because we will have dinner as a family. And you're like, cut her a slack. Like, okay, if that's the worst thing Kim does, this whole this Imagine she's lying. like dragging someone's body out of a building being like, I'll save you. And then her watch goes off and she's like, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I'm grounded. I can't save you. I'm sure like, that's happened at some point. Ron's, because Kim can't afford to be grounded because she doesn't keep her life separately. So Ron is going to be immediately be captured. She can't go save him because she's going to be grounded. And that's going to be on the parents there. Like, come on. Freaking Halloween. Let her have some fun. Kim never has. Kim always has saved the world. Let her go to a freaking party. Right. Come on. Team Kim. (laughs) Hashtag Team Kim Possible. Um, Kim Possible's grounded for 30 days and people are making buttons that are like, let Kim free. Let Kim free. Let Kim free. Uh, but anyway, not but anyway, this is also important. It's time for your reading Disney Channel Spooky Edition. Oh. You're reading Disney Channel. <laughs> your reading Disney Channel is a segment we like to do on here when we're talking about a specific movie or TV show episode. And since we're talking about the Kim Possible episode October 31st, we're going to be reading a scene from this episode. So this scene takes place in Kim's room and she's actually talking to Wade and he's actually giving her the 411 on what the Centurion Project does and how and why it's kind of taking over her body um, one lie at a time. So this is all that is. Uh, Becca, would you like to be Kim Possible or 
the guy you know as Wayne, but his name is Wade. Oh, with a D. you know what? I'll take over Wade this time. I'll give. I'll put some respect on his name. Okay. Yeah. So this just takes place after Kim lies to her mom that she's actually going um, to trick or treat with Ron, but in reality, I, she's going to Monique's party. Do people? Don't people's friends tell them to actively lie to their parents instead of being like, <gasps> "Mine did." Yes, but I think. <laughs> I think I Wade is probably like seven. I don't even know how old Wade is. But Kim is supposed to be like perfect. So the fact that Kim's lying, it's kind of a big yeah. deal. To and Wade people. never leaves the house. So what would he have to lie about? Right. True. Okay. <laughs> I'm going outside. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not. All right. Um, so you are Wade. I am Kim Possible. Um, let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Action. You just lied to your parents. I know. They think I'm going with Ron. He thinks I'm going with them, but I'm really going to Monique. It's all very bad. I feel awful, okay? No, Kim. That's what triggered it. When you lied, it grew. What? It looks like some kind of armor. Armor that grows by itself? Yeah. The biometric parameters must have to do with stress. In battle, when a soldier is in danger, stressed out, the armor would kick in. Wade, I wore this thing during the fight with Shigo, Draken, and Duff Kilgan, and nothing happened. You must be more stressed out when you're lying than when you're fighting. Way to go, Pinocchio. <laughs> That's immediately when I would hang up on Wade. <laughs> be like, well, F you too, man. <laughs> I'd be like, you will no, not no. call me that little boy. <laughs> right. I'd be like, I am your superior. Out of all the little boys <laughs> in the world to compare me to, Pinocchio is like bottom of the list. Do not compare me to that little wooden boy. <laughs> like if a if little Wade, like way to go Pinocchio, would be like, now listen here, you little boy who never goes outside. You will not copy Pinocchio. Exactly. I use your I use your tech for fun. <laughs> you wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for Listen, me. I touch grass. <laughs> what do you touch? You touch your keyboard. <laughs> Your mouse? You've never felt the touch of another human. <laughs> <laughs> you only know what the keyboard sound like. He's like, I just <gasps> called you Pinocchio. You're like, okay, a little testy this Halloween. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, I, I think it's, we no, have, go for it. We have been assigning this a genre of horror. I don't really know yes. what this would be other than body horror because it's something That's happened what I was to thinking. her body. Crossed with, I guess, a morality tale along the lines of like, saw or is this well i was gonna say is this like technology taking like turning evil but it didn't turn evil it just it's just it was doing its job so that's why i would say body horror maybe just like yourself in a pickle and then a morality tale where that person gets their comeuppance yeah and we're also doing um how many frights um each disney channel halloween episode or movie we cover um out of five frights um what did this give you on the fright scale? I'm going to give it three and a half out of five frights. I'm going to say this really didn't feel like a Halloween episode. Yeah, Halloween is like a background, too. It's a background. The only, like, you could have taken the term Halloween out of it. The only reason it is Halloween is because Ron's um, conflict is trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you can just change it that Kim wanted to go to a party and there was a function at the hospital she chose to do instead of something her and Ron do every year. Yeah. You could literally like, like rewrite the whole episode, keep it the same, but just rewrite that it's Halloween and it's just like a regular <laughs> Ron's Friday Ron's like, night. Kim, every year we go Christmas caroling. 
Literally, you could change it to like, Kim, it's Arbor Day. Every year we go look at the trees. Kim, every year we wake up at Thanksgiving on 5 a.m. and do the turkey trot. Literally, people that it's do like okay, Friday, Kim. I know we're not in Thanksgiving month yet, but people that do the turkey trot, you're scary. I'm afraid of you. What's the turkey? What's the turkey it's, trot? You, you run a marathon on Thanksgiving morning. It's like a 5K. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You wake up, wake up late, eat your breakfast, mind your business, watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Exactly. <laughs> eat your food. Um, I'm gonna. So for that reason, why this didn't feel like a Halloween episode, I'm gonna give it a low rating. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it. What'd you? What'd you give it? A I three? Said three and a half. I'm gonna give it a solid three. It wasn't a bad episode, so I'm not gonna give it a one or a two. Yeah. But it wasn't like very high on the Halloween scale for me, um, so I'm gonna give it a three. So that's that on that. We have we're gonna cover some more episodes later, uh, and we'll see if they rank higher on the on the fright scale. But before we move on to our next episode, we gotta find out what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today. The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is lying to your parents is apparently the cardinal sin above any crime and a criminal will tell it to your face i think my disney channel lesson is if you want to do um uh, a halloween costume with your friend that's great but if the friend doesn't show up hopefully your costume will still work without the friend um you're still an identical figure and not just the bottom half of a horse right um so yeah. And you don't want to be called a horse's ass by a small child. No. So. Yes. Especially in a bunny costume. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Becca, if people want to see um, what you're wearing to Monique's party, where can they find you? You can find my princessinators on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, TikTok at Becca's Records, YouTube at Becca Stogner. And if you haven't already, check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. New episode should be out now, and we'll have another new episode Ooh. before the end of the month. Awesome. And if you want to find me on any of the social media, you can find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. If you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, you can follow us on all the social medias. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Mousing Podcast, you'll find us there. Rate and give us a review on Apple Podcast. If you write a review, we will shout you out and read your review on an episode um give us five stars on spotify um if you like um and on social media um tell us what you like tell us what you don't like uh tell us what you want to hear tell us what you don't want to hear dm us we love talking to you guys um and all that stuff to say is because we want you guys to have so much fun um listening to this as we have making it all right and next week we are doing our last episode in the month of frights our last episode coverage before we get to yeah. the halloween decom as voted on by you guys the listeners um uh-huh. so yeah get your get your wands yeah. and bubbling cauldrons ready for next week yes because maybe over at wavering place the halloween is not what it seems Ooh, i hope that was the tagline for the commercial disney channel aired for that episode we'll see um you know everything was gonna be a breeze all right but uh until next time <laughs> we will see you later time travelers Always buckle your seatbelts. <laughs>